Hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Uncommon Gamers Podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Zach. Welcome. And it's a new year. It's a good year for us to do this podcast because 2020 is over. We are happy. And stuff's still going down. There was a lot. Of, I, I could do a whole bit about what's happening at the Capitol um, just to date this episode. But we, we don't wanna, I want to talk about that right now. Uh, because originally we're going to do just a fun little episode, just talking about our uh, favorite games and all these favorite variants, like the favorite episode, I guess. But as we started talking and as time went on, things started happening and we're like, you know, these are things we want to talk about anyway. We have to talk about them. And the first thing we have to talk about is Kalheim finally released their new mechanics. Zach, take it away. Take it away. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, <laughs> okay. I guess we'll start off with uh, everyone's heard about this uh, foretold, foretell ability, uh, but I'll just tell you anyways. Uh, it says during your you pay an amount of mana. It says during your turn you may pay two generic and exile this card from your hand face down. Cast it on a later turn for its foretell cost. So essentially, you can like stack cards away now, and then play me in later for cheaper. Yeah, that, that way you don't have to worry about someone discarding your hand. There's not there's there's not too much interaction with exile with taking stuff out of exile or moving them around right now in Magic. That it, it kind of, it's kind of a safe point. Yeah, I just, I just think it's a kind of cool mechanic, just on the fact of yeah, you get. I think it's cool because at the beginning of the game, you know, sometimes you end up with like. Crap! I have high cost stuff, and foretell you can just like okay, I can at least put this away when I have the mana, or maybe the next turn because the foretell cost is even cheaper. I can bust it out next turn. I don't have to do it right now. And I think I think it's a good way to like uh, manage your mana, which is a huge part of magic altogether. So I'm I'm excited to see what else comes out through this. I'm very excited because it, it, it to me it's got two some of my favorite. Mechanics like suspend and morph, which we all know you don't like. Oh, I don't like morph at all. It's it's like a mixture between it because like with suspend, you exile your card until later cast it for free later on after so much uh, turns on your upkeep. But with this, you can just cast it later, like with morphs. But the cool thing about this compared to suspend is that like your opponents won't know what cards you have in your exile for your full total. Versus, like, when they're in suspend, they know that card's going to come out in three turns. That's true. You know, they, it's better for them to answer where they, 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 you could have five cards in your exile with foretell ability on it, and they won't know what it is, just like the fun with morphs. Well, I, I don't know. Is, do, you, do you exile them face down or something? You don't exile them face down, but you, oh, these cards? Yeah. You the foretell cards? The foretell cards, you exile them face down. Okay. All so right. it's like as if like, well, yeah, like you're saying you can't cast it later, and then you don't have to worry about like, well, I have too many cards in my hand that I can't cast, and and you have to just discard because you have more than seven your yeah. maximum amount. Or yeah, yeah, I I think it's great. Next thing we have is boast. I think boast is kind of cool. Um, I, it's pretty much you know how when you when a creatures attack. You get like sometimes you get triggered abilities. They're this, but you have to pay for them. 
But there's some pretty cool abilities here. Like the, the one that's being shown right now is uh, Varigop Blood Sky Sire. It's a Demon Rogue's Death Touch. And here's a crazy thing. So here's its boast. Whenever it attacks, you pay one generic and one black. The target player searches their library for a card. And then shuffles their library, blah, 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 blah. Now, that's a, that's a tutor card. You can do... So, Think about it. You just every like, turn, every turn turns? for two mana. Yeah, and with my uh, I have this Muncher deck. It's a Radicos deck, red, red, black. I have an infinite combo. I have a few ways to um, hit an infinite combo. This guy will help me get that infinite combo really fast, and he's only a three cost. Hey Zach, do you smell a banned card here? <laughs> I think I do. I think it's gonna be banned so quickly. Because, like I said, it's infinite combos. It's so in easy a few months get. after its release. I think it's going to be banned within a few days. <laughs> like, like, we're, we're like Lutri? Lutri or Oko the Trickster. The Trickster? No, Thief mm -hmm. of Crowns. The Thief of Crowns is banned really fast. So that's that's a shame right down there. So, yeah. Stupid Fairy Goth. But, yeah, that's the boss mechanic. And there's one more, right? Oh, the flip the flip spells. Yeah, the double-sided cards. The double-face cards. So in a Zendikar Rising, we had... Uh, one side of the card was a land and the other side was a spell. This time, they're both like creatures or just two spells, whatever. They're both two spells. Um, and that's about it. There's nothing really too crazy about it. Um, I, was just, I suspect when you get those double-sided token things, you know, for unsleeved cards. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's really nice because you could have like a big, either a big beefy creature that you don't want to cast right now, say for that you won't want to cast for like a long time, but you want to use up this card. You can use it for a lower cost card for now that might fit the situation better than versus where they're just oh it's a it's a ling card I I don't want to cast I don't want to play this card because I've you know, I got too many lands. Yeah. That's fair. So, uh, also good news. So, earlier we talked about Nico Harris. And they finally revealed this Planeswalker. We've been, I've been curious for a long time about what, what their ability is going to be. And uh, luckily for us, we, we have the full card here. It's Azurius. It's a white and two blue, but there's an X cost also. And the X cost lets you get the uh, their... Uh, the spears, right? Or the, uh, is that what it is? The mirror spears? Shard tokens. Yeah, you get X shard tokens. And, uh, you can, you can actually sack them with, you pay two, sacrifice them, scry one, then draw one. Which is actually... They're enchantments, <laughs> too. Yeah, so... Oh, that would make sense, because they're from Theros. Oh, that's right, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So... That's pretty know, neat that they Harris... included that, uh, flavor in there. Yeah. That's some good flavor. Like I, I really want this card. I, w I was, we th so we're talking. We thought it was a uh, flicker, and lo and behold, is it flicker? Um, no, no, it's it bounce. It's, it's bounce. It's bounce. That's right. Oh my! This card goes great with that. Um, with the, uh, the the other planeswalker commander. The planeswalker commander. The one that makes the the auras, the masks. Oh yeah. Oh maybe yeah. So I have a, I have a, 
I forgot its name, but I, whatever. I'll talk about that later. I have a really cool aura enchantment deck. But yeah, so uh, they're plus one up to one target creature you control can't be blocked this turn, which is already kind of a dick move. But whenever it deals damage this turn, you return that creature to your hand. And there's a lot of enter you know, enter the battlefield triggers, and this is perfect for that. Like absolutely perfect. So many combos you can get off of this planeswalker. There's also that's minus one. Uh, this card, uh, Nico Harris does two damage to tapped target creature for each card you've drawn this turn. So you can use those shards to do extra damage to you know to whatever creature you want dead. And the minus one is create a shard token. It doesn't have a bomb. This card is it's a good card. I want this card. I hope I pull it because I'm gonna buy myself a box. I'm stoked about this box. There's some god cards that have come out too. Uh is there? Yeah there's a few oh, yeah. of course there is. It's 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 uh it's Vikings and Vikings have their gods. Yeah that's my that's my best <laughs> that's your best one uh of James Earl Jones. Of gods. Anyway, so we have one so we have uh, Valky, God of Lies. This is a flip uh, flip card. Um, what's cool? This is just, it's just a mimic card, like a copy card. But here's a cool thing: when you flip it, it becomes Tybalt. Now, Tybalt is a devil. In case you're not sure, it's Radical. So the guy before this one, um, I forgot his name already, like Vilky or whatever. What's his name? Zach. Valky. Vilky. Valky. Valky. Yeah, he's just mono black, but Tybalt is a uh, black red, and that is just awesome. I am so stoked about. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just stoked about it because uh, Tybalt is. I don't get that. Uh, mm, should I should I spell Tybalt? Should I? I'll spell Tybalt. I'll spell Tybalt. So Tybalt's a planeswalker. Uh, oh, I can't read that from here. It's kind of small print. Zach, can you read that, that for me? Oh, yeah, it says, as Tybalt enters the battlefield, you get an emblem with you may play cards exiled with Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast those spells. It has a it enters with five loyalty counters, has a plus two with exile the top card of each player's library. And then has a negative three that says exile target artifact or creature. And then its ultimate ability is a negative eight, exile all cards from all graveyards, at three red mana. So this is perfect because if you're like me, you have a Radcoast deck, which I explained my Muncher deck earlier, uh, you will struggle getting cards. And red, the, the best you can do is, like for example, like you do a damage, you exile a top card of your library, and that's like the only extension of your hand you're going to get. This, on the other hand, just lets you like exile stuff from people's libraries, and you can play those cards. You get a, essentially a really big hand really fast. And if you're playing with more than just two people, mm -hmm. his plus two is nuts. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. I want two of them. One for my Bolas deck, actually. Perfect for my Bolas deck. Well, you can just buy them for the pre-release price of $22.49. I'm going to see if I pull them. Oh, man. I <laughs> oh I got some good luck pulling stuff from uh, Commander. You're just Lenders, more into but... the, uh, the gambling side, eh? Uh, apparently it's it's stupid, but it's it's just a fun surprise. I don't know what I'm gonna find. Like today, I bought uh, what's his, what's what's that planeswalker? Who would I buy? I bought a planeswalker deck because 
it has a planeswalker. I I was like, oh, I can use another one of these. And it comes with uh, two um, Ravnica booster packs. It's a Domri, the Domri planeswalker. So I put up, truth this just happened today. So I pulled two booster packs uh, from, you know, the planeswalker deck. And I pulled my first rare, uh, first booster pack. It's an incubation druid. You get it's just it's a mana dork. All right, whatever. Then open the second one. My rare, also incubation druid. No common much. I I I feel like. I think I actually have a couple of those. Yeah, they're they're bulk common or or bulk rares. But um, I, I think it's karma because a couple of days ago I was telling Zach about this. I went to my that card store that was uh, they were robbed, and uh, mm -hmm. I went there and I was, I was like, ah, there's, it's on my way home. I bought about three packs. I bought a War of the Spark, I bought, bought a Dark Ascension, and I bought bought a Commander Legends. Mm -hmm. So I sat in the parking lot. He's like, I'm gonna open one pack and go home. I pulled a Nickel Bolas out of the War of the Spark. Freaking sweet! Nice. I was so excited. And this is after the shopkeeper like legitimately me legitimately wished me good luck because the uh, price I paid for it was my birthday. Oh 1993. Wow. That is some luck. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a real lucky pull. So my second pull, I pulled uh I pulled three. Uh two mythics and a rare. I pulled this mm -hmm. armor that gives their creatures plus three plus three. I don't have it with me. And they have protection from uh, colors that are not of their own. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I pulled a Jewel Lotus. Oh, wow. Another and one of those? A, and a Thumbless. What's his name? Croc? Uh, Croc. Yeah, Croc Thumbless. I put, so, I, so I went, I was like, oh, God, sweet, I got a Jewel Lotus. And out uh, of the uh, Dark Ascension, I got uh, another, uh, what's it called? Dungeon Geist, which I have like five of them. It's whatever. So I ran inside the store. Like, hey, hey, hey. Jewel Lotus, he said, dude, you gave me 35 bucks for it. I bought another Commander Legends, and then I, uh, what did I get? It wasn't anything that impressive, but either way, dang, I, <laughs> I made money. On, it was awesome. It's just awesome. So I guess this these polls were my uh, karma. Anyway, I got off topic, really off topic, uh, Kalheim. Um... We also forgot, we also got this uh, Alrund God of the Cosmos. It's a uh, three uh, generic and two blue. Um, it means plus one, plus one for each card in your hand. And each foretold card, you own an exile. Already, that's kind of nice. Especially, you know, there's a strategy now with foretold. At the beginning of your end step, choose a card type and reveal the top two cards of your library. But all the cards of the chosen type into your hand and the rest of the bottom of my library. So it's essentially like a really fancy uh, scry. It's a really fancy scry. I like yeah, it. it is. But the cool thing is he's also a flip. And you get a legendary bird creature. Um, but this is uh, not that impressive. It's one generic and one blue. Whenever it attacks uh, or sorry, whenever it deals damage to a player, you return that card to your hand and then you scry two. Which is, eh. It's but. a nice, like, early game uh, way before your opponents get creatures out or something that can block a flyer. So that way you can get two cards that you want and then somehow, just due to all runs ability, I mean, it feels like you're already going to be running uh, 
bounce cards. So you could essentially just bounce this card. Or, yeah, yeah, he, I turns guess. In, he turns himself. I, I guess it's a good card to start out with, actually. Yeah, because it's it's a 2-3 for a 2 cost, which is really good. And you can describe, which helps you get Because at the beginning of the game, you want to get what you need as fast as possible. You want to get your, your lands as fast as possible. You want to get your, uh, you know, their stuff you want. It's, you don't want to draw anything super expensive right away. So I think, yeah, actually, that is actually a really good card. I want that card now, too. <laughs> That's why it's, it's I got a premium. Game. 1997. Nineteen ninety seven. It's a good year, right, Zach? Good year. <laughs> like the time. I was a wee lad. I was a wee lad. <laughs> back in the day, back in an island. We got was a wee's to wee's. I can't do good. <laughs> I did an awful Irish Irish accent. Terrible. Just awful. So yeah, that's Cal time so far. We're we're stoked. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely buy it. I'm gonna buy the crap out of. This I want to buy. I'm like, I don't pull a Vornclex monstrous raider. And for all those uh, veteran Magic players, we all know Vornclex is scary enough already. Yeah. I uh, but. God. Phyrexians are oh nobody likes Phyrexians for a good reason. Um, but he's a four colorless two green. Uh, Frexian Predator, legendary creature 6 6 with trample and haste. And says, if you would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, put twice that many of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player instead. And it has a counter to that of if an opponent would put one or more counters on a permanent or player, they put half that many of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player instead, rounded down. Yeah, I mean, the second ability is not that impressive, but if you're running like a, a Traxa or like a counter, like, you know, counters deck, imagine getting this with a, uh, what's that card called? Doubling Season? Doubling Season, yeah. That would, or, it would quadruple your... Uh, oh, but it gets worse. There's another card that doubles so not, counters. Not quadruple, it's, it's squared too, because it's two different triggers. That's true. Oh, you're right. And there's another card too that's the same thing. You double your counters. So what's that? You multiply by four, by two, then to four, mm -hmm. and then to eight. You, you can, oh my god, you give yourself eight times a count. Proliferate one time, and you're just, you're getting so much value out of that. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god. It's a beautiful card for Atraxa, Infect decks, all the the hate they should deserve. Oh, um, proliferate eight ones on each creature. Oh god, that's horrifying. Leave yourself an Ozolith. So if those creatures die, you just transfer the counters to an Ozolith. So the Ozolith would get like half of those, right? Uh, it gets all of them. But you're you're putting a counter on a permanent, so you would put half of those counters on it if if you're the opponent in this scenario. Oh yeah, which is which is terrible. <laughs> but if you have an Ozolith on your side, oh, that's so scary. My roommate he plays a an Atraxa deck with. He proliferates a lot, and uh, th he wants this card. He's gonna definitely get this card because his attraction is not scary enough. Because he put planeswalkers in it, and with doubling seasons, it's really scary. They enter with double the loyalty counters. That's already not fair. <laughs> Goodbye, fun. Goodbye, fun. <laughs> 
So it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Thanks. Thanks, Traxa. Thanks, Obama. Ah! Ah! That's all I got to say, Callum. Do you have anything else? I'm just excited for the set. I'm ready for the face. I just hope it's not too expensive because they just keep raising the prices, how much uh, boxes cost these days. But uh, really excited. I, th I think it's going to be the same price. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same price as the... Command uh, Legends was a $6 booster packs. Well, yeah, but those were bigger packs, though. They had 20 cards instead of 15. They were 20, weren't they? Yeah. You got you got more cards in them. And, they're, and buying a box is the same as buying a Zendikar Rising. You just got less packs, but the packs were bigger. That is true. So, I mean, it balanced itself out. And I think I feel like it's going to be the same for this. It's going to be the same price as a Zendikar Rising or blah, 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 you know. At least it's not I, – I, I have more faith in this than I did in Theros Beyond Death. That was not – oh, God, I don't know what's worse than that one. No, I no, I think Throne of Eldraine I think was worse. I did not like Throne of Eldraine at all. No, there's a there's a couple good cards in there. Just that's a problem. Oh, a couple good cards. <laughs> hey, Night Tribal, you know. If you're running a night deck, yeah, I guess that is a it's dream a, block. It's a good it's a yeah, it's a, it's a dream block. Well otherwise it wasn't that great. It's in a block. No. I mean even yeah, I, I bought a, a whole booster box of it. Yeah, so did I. It was a mistake. <laughs> I was like oh. I bought mine on purpose. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't know because I was just experimenting when I bought my booster box. Like, I'll just try it. I just bought booster boxes every week. Just one a week. See what I got. Just one a week, man. One a week. I just got any of the cardboard cracks, got any of booster boxes. Come on, man. You're going to cook me up, right, man? <laughs> All right. So, uh, really quick. I can, can I talk about, is it a good time to talk about MTG Arena or should I wait next time? We can talk about MTG Arena. Right. So I, I decided to try it out. And uh, it's it's interesting because the tutorial you have to do, which is if you already know Magic, it's already kind of eh. And they force you to play with uh, white for the first, uh, mono white for the first, uh, like, five games for the tutorial, which is fine. You know, there's, I, I, mono white's a good, that's a good, that's a good, all, all colors are good. But that's a good starting color. It, it made it really easy and everything. And it made it into like a puzzle kind of game, too, which is kind of cool. Um, like, there's only one way to win sometimes because they play the exact same car um, cards, and you play the exact same cards every time. So it's kind of cool. Um, but after that, they had a five-color challenge to beat uh, five matches with the five monocolor decks to give you. And uh, see, it's just it's just a lot of building up. And I didn't spend. I only spent five dollars on this game. I'll get. I'll get to that in a little That's bit. That's how they get lots of money. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Microtransactions. It is a microtransaction. I just want to see if there's any other bonus thing that goes along with it. Because some games you buy, like, oh, buy a pack, or you just spend like five dollars. Okay, cool. But since your first purchase, you get like these bonus things too. Oh yeah. Now, I want to see they did that, but they 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 don't do that. They do have like the uh, intro, like, oh, buy this. You get like you get like two hundred fifty. Yeah, the first bundle. The bundle. First buying bundle thing. Yeah, like the intro introduction bundle, which if you have to spend money, do that, I guess. Um, now, it's only in standard, which is the last four blocks, which I already, that's a huge turnoff for me because I don't want to have to rearrange my decks every time. I know why they do it. It's because you're forced to buy new blocks, new decks every time. And I just think it's annoying. I think it's frustrating, and it's, it's poopy. 
It's absolutely poopy. But the uh, <laughs> I think the biggest sin, the absolute biggest sin is so you can't make a brawl deck, right? Which is hard to do unless you spend a lot of money getting booster packs because you cannot buy singles, which is also really annoying. Because like I just want to make a Radicos deck, but you can't. You have to look up online which blocks have the legendary red. Which other cards you want? You have to like and hope you pull it. Yeah. And there's people who can still spend tons of money. This dude had a full-out Bolas deck. Oh wow. Yeah, it had all the mass cards. It had Bolas as I don't know the condition, but in brawl it can have a planeswalkers or commander. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like a regular planeswalker. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. I, I didn't know that. I've been playing EDH for so long that I I played Brawler once. And that was when I first got into Magic like a year ago, and I completely I forgot about it. Anyway, um, no, Brawler makes sense in an online kind of thing because you don't want to spend hours where people take their long – some people are just horrible, by the way. Take their turns as long as possible because they want you to get impatient and leave. It's the most annoying, frustrating thing. It's not fun for anyone. It's just solitaire until they finally say, I win. Yeah. Checkmate. So some people drag their turns on way too long. Um, look, there's a timer, but they wait to the last possible second and then do something just to reset that stupid timer. Um, but yeah, so um, there's a few things that frustrate me with this game. So they have historic brawls right now, which is deck gives cards from any past block. Fantastic. I'm having, I'm having a good time with it. But it's a limited time event. What the? Just let me have it. What, have more modes than just standard. Standard or regular brawler. In regular brawler, you, it's still standard, by the way. Oh, is it? Okay. You can only use the last four blocks. So it's it's so irritating. Just let me have my just let me have my freaking cards. That's all I'm asking for. It's not much. Especially if you let people buy older packs and they can't use it. That is horrible. So, because if you can buy all the way down to, oh, I think it was Innistrad. I think it's Innistrad. You can buy down, no, latest or earliest, whatever. But imagine, like, after this historic brawl thing ends, all those cards you just bought are useless until they do another historic brawl. Um, another problem I have with it is sometimes the game will just decide, oh, you don't need a block. Oh, you don't need to tap this mana. Oh, you, you know, it's like, okay, cool. So, you know, main phase one, I uh, summon these two things. I'm using like Planeswalker. No, nope. you go straight to combat. What? Oh, yeah, it will do that. I'm like, I wasn't ready for combat. So, whatever. So, do combat. It's like, okay, cool. Now I can do my, use my Planeswalker's ability main phase two and get the rest of the cards I want. No, nope. skip. That's it. The game will just sometimes decide you're done with the phase. That's crazy. It was no warning. And does it with blocking too. I just there's been a few times I specifically brought out a creature to block. And I brought it out. Cool. It's their turn. They swing. Okay, cool. I'm gonna block it. Nope. They just swing through. I don't get a chance to block. Does not even give me the option. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I, I remember losing and you can look at the board when you lose, like look at the battlefield. Not one thing that was ever played had unblockable. Oh, it just refused to let me block, and it was it's awful. Like it need, it's a buggy game that needs to be fixed, and that should not be demanding money for such a buggy game. 
it's fun because it's magic, but it's also there's a lot of bullshit that goes along with it, and it desperately, desperately needs to be looked at. The effects are kind of cool, though. It is. It is. It is, is kind of cool. It was like I, I played a couple times, but after a couple times, I just I didn't want to pour my any money in it. I didn't want to pour the time to just. Like, I'm just pulling packs here. It's not like I can buy singles. Yeah. And they only give you, like, like was it, like, five, eight cards per pack? Yeah, it's only eight cards, so it's 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 really bad. Like, yeah. I, I'd rather play other games or just play paper. Just play, I'd rather play paper. I mean, at least you don't have to, you know, buy land or worry about land. You, you have, you, there's an infinite amount of land they give you. That is true. The so land is pretty about. cheap, though. It's cheap. It should be free, but still, it's just kind of nice. And another nice thing, too, is if you have, like, one copy of a card, you can put it in all of your decks. You don't have to worry about cool. swapping it out like you have to do a paper. Like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so that's nice. But just it, – it just has some serious flaws. I, I, I love it. I've been playing a ton of it, but it just needs some fixing. Uh, so – Cards, right, Zach? Good old card games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I want to talk about this for a while. So we've, we've all, we all know Cards Against Humanity. We all love Cards Against Humanity. So a lot of us, have, like me, got burned out and bored. But it, there was something really kind of disgusting and uncreative going on, and it bothers me that it's still happening. It's been going on this hard. Uh, it's not, that's not a huge bother, but it's like, are you serious? And that is how many goddamn fucking ripoffs are of Cards Against Humanity? Like, it got this brand new game. It's so offensive. Okay, so get this, guys. Get this. It's crazy, all right? So what you do, what you do is you someone picks up a card and someone plays something offensive but funny to answer to it. And as a judge, you decided which one's a better one. It's a brand new idea. That sounds and, great. Yeah, and it's just Cards Against Humanity again. And then they're like, oh, is this Cards Against Humanity? What's it different? So, oh, the cards are green. Oh, wow. That's so crazy. Wow. And you turn around and like announcing the brand new game. It's super brand new. It, look, it, it's it's Cards Against Humanity, but wait! It's there's... about reviews. Whoa! Oh, it's Cards Against Humanity, but look at this! It's a picture of a baby! Ah! Like, it's, it's, a, I hate all of you. <laughs> I hate all of you. Stop buying these. It's so crappy. I'm surprised Crusader Humanity hasn't sued the shit out of these people. I mean, maybe probably because the concept's so basic, you know, that you really can't do much. Probably. It's, I, it's so, just funny. There's just so many, and then there's like, even Crusader Humanity has its own offsets. So there is. What do you mean? That's that's a quote unquote popular one. It's Cards Against Humanity, but you're commenting on a picture. But wait, there's TikTok edition. There is the the drunk one. The drunk one. There is oh man, I'm looking. I'm on, I'm on their website right now, looking through it. There's like 50 different versions of how do you meme, and they're all the exact same game. Why, people? I loved you. You betrayed me. Oh my god. There's incoherent. 
which is Cards Against Humanity. New phone. Who this? It's Cards Against Humanity, but with it's text paper. message font. <laughs> Whoa. There's four the girls. It's Cards Against Humanity, but it's for women. Uh, there's Buzz. It's Cards Against Humanity, but you're, you get drunk because you can't do with any other game. Um, I wish I didn't. Oh, that's just a trivia game. Do you know me? It is Cardi Sumani, but about you. Uh, what else do we got? What do we else got, Zach? Comment below. It's Cardi Sumani, but it is on like social tweets. media Social media again. There's slide into the DMs. It's the spicy, it's, sexy. It's Cardi Sumani. It's the exact same. It's really the same company. It's literally the exact same goddamn game as New Phone Who Dis, except because they're using its text messages again, but they have to buy a brand new game. They're not trying to trick you. Are you serious? It's really the the, the phrase of New Year, New Me. New Year, New Me. <laughs> same one, just a little different. But you still have to buy all the expansion packs, everything again. It's like they don't even they probably don't even work together. These are the Madden of board games. They're all the same game. Nothing changing, just the formats. Just, just, the, just the nice little words, I guess. Instead of the same, different format. Uh, they're stir the pot. Yep. Overrated. I got this one for Christmas. It's, you know, Cards Against Humanity, but it's like, oh, here's a, here's a little case about a restaurant. This was like, oh, their burgers are tasty. Oh, it's Cards Against Humanity again. But wait, there's more. Oh, there's oh, more? There's so much more. I'm just looking at the What Do You Meme website, by the way. I know so much more. It's Ganja Land, if I'm correct. That one is, oh, that's not. Yeah, that, that is. It's Cards Against Humanity, but with weed. And, oh, there's actually, uh, look, looks like a Candyland kind of thing, too. I guess. Yeah, it's probably, candy, it's probably Candyland, but weed edition. Oh, hey, check it out. There is a... Ricky Thompson, what do you mean expansion? Who the hell is Ricky Thompson? Oh, they're their expansion. There's a SpongeBob. Expansion. What do you mean? Yep. Oh, there's a uh, Real Housewives. <laughs> what do you mean? You know I'm gonna buy that one. Who, who the, who the hell is like? Oh, you know what show has a lot of good memorable moments. The Real Housewives. I guess it does. It's just basic bitch. Shit. It's it's good meme material. Oh, the Carlton caption game. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's high and fancy. Yeah, it's the New Yorker ca cartoon. Game. Yeah, whoa, it's Carsey but highbrow. Do, do you guys, do you guys see what I'm talking about though? It's the exact same fucking game, and it's what every turn where I turn around, there's a new one, and they're all like, everything like, oh, it's a new dark version. Oh, it's the most offensive game. Oh, and it's like, no, it's not. It, you're doing the exact same thing. It's it's like when people did it. It's like that meme that's like overdone. The, the it's all overdone meme. That's all it is. It's crappy cash grabs. There is no originality. I will get one more page. One more page. It's like how the when uh the uh for those you know what Flappy Bird was, it was this like <laughs> tapping game for your phone to make the bird try to go around obstacles. And there were so many spinoffs of that one. Oh my it god! It was insane. And Flappy Bird's a ripoff of another game. It's a ripoff of another game. <laughs> Stop! In the same context, um, 
Cars Against Humanity is just a, is an offensive version of Apples to Apples. And Apples to Apples already had an adult version. Did they? Yeah, they did. There's an adult Apples to Apples. I'll, I'll double check to see if I'm crazy or not. But I swear to God, there is an Apples I've never to Apples heard of that one. adult version. Adults only, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Rotten Apples. Okay. Rotten Apples. That's that's kind of funny. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's, once again, just, oh, yeah, I forgot. Just Crest of Just Humidity, which is, okay, that's, that one makes sense. That one's not trying to be something else. Crabs of Just Humanity is just, it's an unofficial expansion. Like, it, mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. That's that's fine. That's what she said. That was another one. Uh, I'm a friend, we have a friend of ours who was like, oh, I got this game. It's called That's What She Said. And I'm like, it's Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, it's just the same game. Quit bringing these, quit. People say, oh, man, I'm so burnt out from Cards Against Humanity. Don't bring cars into man. It's like saying, man, I'm so tired of, like, oh, oh, man, dude, I'm so burned out. I've had Italian food every day this week. Oh, well, I'm going to bring in a pizza. Like, stop. Tomorrow is spaghetti. <laughs> Tomorrow is spaghetti. Oh, man. It's just, uh. Mm. So, like, I, I just want to talk about that. Um, Yeah. It's... It's almost as bad as I don't know. Is that worse than Monopoly having those ripoffs where it's like no, Monopoly? Those I, are those are official. I think those are. I mean, even if they're unofficial, it's still the actual game. Like, there's nothing gameplay changed. Where yeah. these ones, they're trying to be unique and different without doing it. Without it, those ones are definitely like, hey, we're not we're Monopoly, but Cat Edition. Yeah, my sister actually owns that. She, yeah, my they, sister loves cats so much. Like I'm, I got myself catopoly. I'm not gonna play, but I have it. I'm like, all right. She doesn't play it. She doesn't have any friends. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love her. My little sister's the best. My sister's awesome, but <laughs> she, uh, I don't know if she's ever played it. Cause I'm not. We're not much of a monopoly kind of family. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we're kind of the. Uh, like, you can't bring games that have any complication at all to my family. They'll be confused. Like, if you bring shoots and ladders, it might get a little stuck. You know, they're pretty bad on that stuff. Uh, I remember playing, uh, I think it was Risk, and they couldn't understand the rules. And I'm like, but Risk isn't even complicated. <laughs> like, it's not a complicated game to figure out. Yeah, it's one of those Hasbro. I'm not saying anything against Hasbro, but Hasbro's games are pretty quickly easy to, uh, to learn and play the game. It's, uh, I think, I believe Risk is Milton Bradley. Oh, it is Milton Bradley, isn't it? Yeah. I think you're right. It is. Either way, Milton Bradley is the same has games just like those. And the Risk is, I always thought Risk was one of those easier to play games. Yeah, it, it for sure is. Man, Risk is fun. We should play Risk. We should get like a ton of people to play Risk. There's actually Risk off for your phone, and it's actually pretty fun. I heard. I heard it's really good. I heard it's um, awesome because you can actually pause, like, you can pause s- games. Yeah, pause games and save it. And even a multiplayer, like, a, I heard, I don't know if it's true, but someone said you can actually make a boat and postpone the game. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that's kind of, that is really cool. Um, I don't know if that was true or not, but, you know. The person did tell me that did lie a lot. He was like trying to, he was a 
phone game defender, you know? It's on the phone. It's free. And it's good. And I'm like, but you can play it. No, or it can just – like what I have, I have a Game Boy Micro. It's a Game Boy Advance, but it's tiny. fits in your pocket. plays great games. You know, and I don't have to play like, oh, hey, I made – It's a tapping game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, I made three hours into the game. Crap. I can either sit here for six hours staring at my screen or I can pay $8 or – you know, the Game Boy Advance game, I just, oh, I got stuck. I need to level up or practice or something. So, yeah. So, uh, let's, let's move on to our next topic. And this is where positivity comes back into our podcast. Woo! Positivity. Positivity. So, Zach came up with this idea. Want to tell him the idea? Because I, I don't want I'm done talking for now. <laughs> After my big yawn, that's good. That was a good yawn. Oh, it's ah. contagious too. I'm thinking about doing it now too. Yeah, you should join the the yawning family, <laughs> yawning the yawn squad. Um, I guess I would want to come up with these favorite categories. Um, first, we're going to talk about our favorite games, um, favorite video games, I suppose. Um, I guess Brandon, we'll have you start first. Oh, have me? Okay, just pass this off on me, huh? <laughs> All right, so we picked three games that are our favorite games. I have in a massive game collection. I collected my 92nd Nintendo 64 game. That's what that's my main collection, but I have plenty of other games in my collection. It's it's stupid game. Uh, so you have you played Borderlands 2, Zach? Or oh, yeah, I, I, I played Borderlands 2. Not yeah. the first one, though. The first one was okay. I feel the first ones they were trying to they're figuring out the formula, and two is when they perfected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Precinct was up there too. I'm not sure which one like more. Did uh, they made a third one? Yeah, they made Borderlands three. I it just didn't click with me. I th- I was really Borderlands excited. Borderlands two is where it's at. Two, I think two in the Precinct was where it's at. Um, the reason why let me look say three uh, Precinct was bad, but it it just didn't have all the good DLCs. But it had I think it had better characters. It had a better story. The world, the, the world wasn't that better, but I feel just more enemy types. And it also had something amazing. It just cryo damage, mm-hmm. which is freezing because there's elements in this game. Oh, that's cool. And uh, and two, you only had slag is because when you get to like later levels, the only st- winnable strategy is to slag someone, which means they take double damage. Okay. Switch, switch to a different weapon. That's the only way to win. Is it really? Essentially, yeah. It's like the it's only. Just, it's just too hard to deal damage to the to the enemies at that point, or what? Barely, your guns barely do any damage. Oh wow! So you have to slag them every time, and it just gets old doing it over and over and over and over. Just slag switch, slag switch, slag switch. It was just awful, but I uh, but it was still really good. But that's why they're I'm kind of stuck in between those games. Um, it's a loot shooter, the king of the loot shooters. Uh, Destiny can kiss its ass. Uh, Anthem. No one played. Who who plays Anthem anymore? I don't, I don't even know that one. Uh, Vault seventy six and kiss its ass. All these other games. Go ahead, we're loot, we're loot shooters, we're loot games. And it's like no, you got like eight guns. You eventually pick up. Destiny's like, oh hey, do you like do you like this gun? That's all right. Well, I hope so because this is the only gun you're gonna get for the next eight hours. Oh fun! Thank you, Destiny. That sounds terrible. It is terrible. It was so boring. It's just the same gun over and over and over. And you get to a point, really, apparently, you just grind, grind, grind to get a slightly better gun until you get the best gun. And then all you do is use that one gun against the same enemies over 
and over and over and over. Mm -hmm. It's so boring. It tried to be Borderlands 2, but it was bland. Everything with Destiny, I didn't. I thought it was bland, underwhelming, but whatever. Some people will fight me to the death on that. Borderlands was the best at it. Um, what else can I talk about Borderlands 2? Oh, the story's fantastic. Characters are fantastic. And it has uh, lots of crumpets. So... Crumpets. And with that, I will move on. Zach, your turn. Crumpets? Like, like That's all you get. That's all you get is crumpets. Oh, man. I guess my, my favorite games is, well, my, well, I guess not my favorites, but, but some of my favorites are like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the, I play on the Switch. Heck yeah. I think it's on the Wii U, isn't it? It's on the Wii U as well, but yeah, the Deluxe had a like few, few more characters. Yeah, the Deluxe has a few more characters. And it's, I don't know. It's just really fun. I really like to use the uh, the E boost on. Yeah, you. So when you go around curves, if you hold your E brake and you hold it long enough, oh. you'll slowly build up a boost, and it will change to three different phases, which will give you a better boost. Drift boost. Or something. Dr drift boost. Yeah, yeah. sorry. You're fine because you're still using your E brake. Yeah. Um, and it's just really, um, it's just fun. I just like the racing aspect of it, and it's. Really lighthearted. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, it's it's full. They were of really ham on the the, the 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 song. Even the main the main menu song. Like they didn't have to go that hard in the uh, with that saxophone. But oh my god, that saxophone! <laughs> Got some Kenny G going on in there. There's <laughs> just there's so many characters to choose from. You all the customization of your vehicles and. The more you play, you collect all these coins. The more yep. you get of those, you'll get more different models for your car, your tires, your glider. I don't. I almost forgot. I remember the original Mario Kart Eight. The battle modes are just the regular tracks. They're just right. There's regular tracks. Mm -hmm. There's no actual battle maps. And then in Eight Deluxe, they included actual battle maps. I forgot about that. Oh, it wasn't in the uh, the regular one. No, it was just it was just regular racing. levels. Just wow. racing levels. I'm well, so glad I like, got the deluxe edition. Right? Because there's the regular race levels. But like, oh, we're going to put more boxes in it. And we're going to block off like two parts. And just a little section of the, the track. That's all you get. Oh. And was, people are like, that's really lazy. Like, why even have it then? Like, that's, come on. It's just the regular track because you're more racing at that point still. Well, it's you're not really racing, but it's like a section of the, of the track, though. Oh, it's just a section. Just a section. section. I thought you meant like they just block certain areas, but there's the whole track. I mean that's just really bad. It's it was, people did not like it, and I don't blame them. For no, that, because it's, it is really stupid. But anyway, uh, more on eight. What else do you have? Oh, uh, I guess another game I really like is it. It's a game from uh, the old age of the Game Boy of well, the Game Boy events. <laughs> it's called um, it. It's called Golden Sun. All hail the Game Boy Advance. It was a. Uh, it was it was developed by a Camelot Software Planning. I have no idea what that is. I don't know where they're at nowadays, but I just know I really loved this game. It was <laughs> it was great. It was um, I don't what would I call it? Is it like an an RPG game? I guess it's, so. it's kind of like it's kind of like based. Final Final Fantasy. It's kind of really similar to the style of Final Fantasy. There's like open world enemies that you have to fight, but there's also um, set. set 
set enemies you have to fight, not just random occurrences. And you travel from like town to town throughout the world. Um, and it's really cool because it, it has these like multi level, it's a, it's a side screen game. Yeah. Uh, it's got these multi level puzzles that you have to solve to get to certain points or like secret areas where you can get a neat little item. Uh, there's even mini games in it. There's some gambling games in there. Dang. Um, and it's really cool because um, it, it, it has like all types of different um, levels. It's got desert levels, snow levels, forest levels. Um, I gotta try this game out. I want to try it. I'm it's really fun. It, and then, um, whoops! I just deleted something. That's not good. <laughs> it isn't good. Technical error. Anyway, what else is there about it? Um, so in the game, it's about where the story takes off where these two, your your the two seem villain, villainous characters are trying to steal these elemental stars on this uh, this mountain for their own, and trying they're trying to bring them to these four lighthouses that will cause alchemy to take over the world or just go across the world. Okay. Actually, funny thing enough is that the uh, the, the plane this uh, game takes in it's it's on a flat uh, flat Earth basically. Oh my god! And the water falls off the end, which seems to be like an endless abyss. That's kind of cool. Um, no. Yeah. I don't know if Neil deGrasse Tyson would approve, but <laughs> I, I love Neil deGrasse. But there's uh, the um, the the inhabitants of the uh, world and the plane are casted into two kind types. There's either the uh, magically attuned adepts or just like regular old townsfolks and stuff. And so you play as a band of you slowly gain a party of adepts that each are hailing from a certain uh, elemental rain, like either air, fire. Um, actually, so they include goddesses. And so it's, it's more of like Venus, Mercury. Oh, interesting. Um, and then Neptune and uh, I forget the fourth one. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Jupiter, I don't know. maybe? I think it's Jupiter. It's Jupiter. Jupiter. Jupiter, the Earth god. Goddess? I, I'm, I'm not really into the and Roman And then everything mythology. changed when the Fire Nation attacked, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but as as you go through the game, uh, you have these um, normal abilities, magic abilities, or attack abilities based on your, like, weapons and your armor and stuff. And you have, like, full actual stat block. Um, but as you play through it, you can... Um, use your spells to uh, let's say there's a puddle in the way but you need to get across this chasm when you say you make these ice pillars to be able to, to climb up and, oh, that's and, cool. and get across to the other side um and then what's really neat is that uh you can change your abilities around for more of like wind power or from whether they were like uh, a venus adept now that they have more earth power due to these um what they call uh jins in the game and so either you can they can be set uh, either in set mode or in standby mode so in standby mode or actually i'll talk about the set mode first <laughs> <laughs> so the set mode can allow you to uh enhance your hit points your your psychic energy points which is just like your magic power points and other stats like your attack your defense your special attack your speed, stuff like that. Um, 
but in uh, set set mode, or sorry, in standby mode, you end up uh, forfeiting all these like enhancements to be able to unleash uh, one powerful attack attack oh, that summons cool. like an elemental creature based on how many jins you have for that character. Like let's say you have two, you get a pretty pretty beefy thing that can deal like good, uh, you know, like maybe like fifty like twenty five percent damage. But then there's where you can get to like five of them, and it's like basically like the level five power, and you're basically summoning like a god to like do damage to your giant sea creature monster you're fighting. Dang! Instead of taking all these things, and then by ch switching around like different, because each gen are attuned to the element, these each elements, and by switching around between like let's see, you have some water ones, let's see, you have some fire ones, you change your abilities. So like let's you have a. I think it's the fire and the earth. You get to do kind of like volcanic attacks. Like you can like do almost like, I think it's like a volcano move. Ooh. And the graphics are in it are actually pretty good. Like once, once you summon these like gins for like in the, uh, the, um, to summon the elemental creatures, it's like in a really like high death, like visual. I've never seen the graphics for the game. Like, I see like images from combat and the graphics look like almost 3D, it looked fantastic. They're really good for a game that like came out in uh, 2001. Like Game Boy Advance, they look amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. I mean, I I still own this game on my cartridge, but it's it's amazing. I mean, IGN rated it in, uh, 94 on their top uh, Reader's Choice list. See, that's I want to play. It looks good. It's such a good game. They made a sequel. I Received Nintendo's Power's best GBA game of 2001. Wait, I mean, best game of the year. Let's see something really quick. Did, uh, did it be? Did it be my favorite Game Boy Advance game? Maybe. When when did Metroid Fusion come out? Yeah, so Metroid Fusion came out a year later, two thousand two. Did it get the best achievement? <laughs> about to find out. So, um, yeah, I kind of that was my uh, second pick was. My other favorite game is Metroid Fusion. I remember the Christmas I got it. My uncle gave it to me and. I was stoked. I first played it at like Walmart when they had those little like demos, and I didn't know anything about Metroid. I barely knew I had anything to do with Samus actually. Like I was that young. I just knew Samus from uh, Super Smash Brothers. So, so did it win an award? Uh, how did I find out? And um, I just I just read a little bit more. So apparently, also the music scores in this yes. in this game in Golden Sun in Golden Sun. Um, uh, he, the the composer also contributed songs in Super Smash Bros, the GameCube game. What? And they were actually adapted from from the works from his uh, two games of Golden Sun. Dang. So I mean, it's just it's just say how like how much it was a uh, it was my childhood game. Like I just love this game. Uh, I kind of want to get back into it. Uh, it's just really fun. You should get back into it. You know what? We should start doing. I've had I just had this idea. Every, so um, every once in a while, we should get we each get a, the same game. It's like book club. We have, we have let's a, book club. Let's move some games. We we go through and beat a game. We come back here. We talk about that game on the podcast. On the podcast, we little a little section for it in somewhere. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'd be willing to go through Golden Sun or something. It's I gotta a, buy myself a copy if I can find. Good it. one. And I mean, we can do bad games too. Oh, I'm sorry. There's there's it's a trilogy. There's Golden Sun. The Golden Sun. The Lost Age and Golden Sun, Dark Dawn. Dark Dawn. I think that was the D one of the DS, wasn't it? I yeah, it, it, was it probably DS. is on the. I think it is on the DS. Yes. Yeah. 
So two two of the three of these games, I um, are sorry. That's that's where he adapted the work for in Super Smash Bros. Okay, that's really cool. I oh man, I, I I love me some Super Smash. Oh, that could have been on my list. I didn't put on my three top three list though. I don't play as much as I used to. Um, that's a whole. I can make a whole podcast entirely on Smash Brothers. Damn. Uh, so yeah, Metro Fusion is my favorite game. The Christmas I got, my uncle gave it to me. I got the same year as my first uh, tripod. And uh, so Metro Fusion, it's uh, it's a shooter. It, you run around and explore base. Pew. Yeah, <laughs> pew pew indeed. It kind of has a story, but the main focus is the gameplay, of course. It's fast play placed. It's fast paced. It's a ton of action, a ton of exploration, countless secrets, which makes it so good. Uh, the graphics are amazing for the Game Boy Advance. The music is – the game is just perfect. Now, the best thing about Metroid, I love games like this. Uh, Zelda's the same way, save for Breath of the Wild, where you find a new weapon or item, which allows you to explore more of the world you're in. And Metroid's like that too, except mm-hmm. instead of, you know – Instead of being a uh, top-down view, it's a side-scroller. Okay. But, like, there's just so fun, like, the first time you play through it, you don't know what you're going to find. You have zero idea. So you're exploring, oh, man, oh, it's cool. So you can look at this and progress through the story and the, the proper progression. Like, oh, dude, I got the new charge beam. Oh, dude, look at this. I got the I got missiles. I got, you know, just it's just always excited for the next upgrade. Yeah. And it's not, nothing's just given to you. 90% of the time, you have to fight a boss. To get it? Yeah, yep, in order to get oh, it. Oh, it's kind of like Zelda where you get the, uh, you beat the mini boss to get the weapon, and then you fight it with the mini, the main boss? Yeah. Although this time it's... Uh, you got to fight the main you boss. You fight the main boss to get a new weapon, explore new areas to fight the next boss with. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, very similar. And that's what makes it so good. It's just the... Uh, yeah, just constantly getting new stuff, and that's why like Zelda too. Mm-hmm. Um, you get the hook shot in Orkana Time, for example. The whole next time you go through the whole world, it's you're looking at it through different pair of eyes now. What can I hook shot? What can I do next? What's this? What's that? And Metroid Fusion is the same way. Most all of them are that way. Just all of them. Extra new gun. Except say for Federation of Force, but eh, that was an okay game. And I wouldn't really count it as a Metroid game. Same with Metroid Pinball. Mm-hmm. But at least Metro Pinball is a lot of fun. Um, I can't play for too long. I play it for like, you know, like 20, 30 minutes. I play a few games of pinball and I'm done. But still, um, freaking uh, Fusion, though, it just, it's just, this is dark tone the whole time. There's parts in it that will scare the living crap out of you. Um, there's a part where I kept dying trying to figure trying to progress. Mm hmm. I remember this as a kid, and I thought, okay, like it was such a challenge. It was so stressful to me. I was, I was thinking, there's no way this is the right way to go. So I explored everything I could until that was the only path I could go down. It's like, so I thought, okay, it's not impossible. I just have to make it through this uh, part without dying. It's uh, for those who don't know, the game. It's you have to – something chases you that you can't kill, and it kills you very fast. 
So you have to like perform these actions. You have to bust certain walls open as fast as you can to jump over certain spots. You can't get stuck. You have to be as fast as possible to traverse this long uh, section. And then you gotta like hide to get away from this uh, thing you can't kill. Oh. And it's it's such like a uh, endurance round. It's just like oh god. It, once you beat it, it, it feels like the feeling game when you play Dark Souls. You're like, yeah, I did it. You finally beaten the boss. Oh no, you didn't beat it. You just survived. <laughs> oh, you survived it to fight on that day. Yup. Just upgrade. I just love that. I love that kind of progression. And like I say, you can use your upgrades to find health, extra health, and extra like weapon capacity so you can shoot more missiles or you get more power bombs. Mm. So. And I can get to that another point, but Metro Prime and Prime 2 actually had secret weapons. You didn't have to get them to beat the game, but they're just oh, really cool. No. And that's made it really cool. You just like, oh, look, I, this is this is useful. I'll, I'll use it, but you don't have to, you know, you don't have to get them. Right. So. Metroid Fusion, probably my favorite Game Boy Advance game. Have you played it? Metroid? No, I haven't. Do you have a working Game Boy Advance? I do not. I need to get a new one. I'm going to hook you up. Well, yes, I do have a working Game Boy Advance. I just need more batteries. Okay. I just I just rather not play it. You know, I don't want to play next to my lamp the whole night. No, get yourself an <laughs> SP or it could be like me and get yourself a mic. I remember when I was a kid, I, I had a, one of those... Uh, Game Boy Color light bulb like things. You oh yeah, plug it, you can plug it into the uh, advance as well, but it didn't fit it properly. So I had it. I was trying to cut it up, and I remember I, I broke the wire. Oh no! <laughs> I was trying to cut the outside gel so I could re reform it to fit into my Game Boy. Oh no! Well, that's smart though. Game Boy Advance though. What what a console! I man, those were the days. Believe it or not, actually, did you, did you know that Nintendo, so at the time they had their GameCube out. Yeah. They had the Game Boy Advance out. So, okay, you got their home console, they have their handheld console. They released the DS, expecting the DS to coexist with the Game Boy Advance. So they have three markets. People will be buying Game Boy Advance games, and then people buy buy uh, DS games, and then people will also be buying uh, GameCube games. Mm-hmm. And it's they're hoping to have that, you know, like because the DS is like more of like a different kind of gaming experience. Oh, is that why they had a? It, it could accept DS cards and Nintendo uh, Game Boy cards. I, I'm not sure about that, but I just know they're expecting to have three markets. Little did they know that their own D, Nintendo DS killed the Game Boy Advance. Because like I said, you're right. Because it can't play Game Boy Advance games, which did help the Game Boy Advance, and the DS games are just. They were just bigger and better. I think they came out with the the Game Boy. Well, I suppose there's the Game Boy Advance SP, but even the Game Boy Advance. Have you ever played the Game Boy Advance one that actually has like a backlight in it? I have. I've, there are actually two. There's the SP, which had a rechargeable battery. It was a full clamshell yep. one, full one, and a uh, backlit screen. And uh, I didn't bring it with me this time. But I have a Game Boy Micro, which came. I know, there's there's one that actually comes with a backlight on the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. Just regular Game Boy Advance. Oh, that's a mod. That's a modded one. Oh, it's a modded one. Okay. I've yeah, those played are modded. Those. Or they're like those uh, cheap pirate ones. I don't know, because I played one like back in the day, like 2007, so I don't know. It could have been, been a, a modded one. 
Could have been because I know they didn't come standard with the uh, that rectangle one. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. No, that was. I was wondering. I had someone that had like a wheel on the thing and wheel. A wheel to like turn up the brightness a little bit. Interesting. It must have been modded. It must have been because that doesn't sound. I want to look it up, but that means there's got to be like dead air, and I don't want to have to edit out dead air because yeah. we're not we're not the prince of dead we're not the princess of dead air. That's Ethan Klein from the H three podcast. Uh, go over there and see what that's about. Ethan Klein. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually my favorite podcast. It I thought it was a CU podcast, which this podcast is actually uh um like that's the idea for this podcast, kind of. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. See, here we go. I yeah, don't know if it's this modded, is modeled but... to CU podcast, H three podcast. They upload more frequently than the CU podcast. And uh, and of course, I've been listening a lot to like we we're talking about earlier. The uh, yes, yeah, modded. That's a modded one. Yeah, oh, modded. but anyway, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has a a podcast called Star Talk, and it's. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about space and uh, talking about just science in general. And the way he presents it, it's he's such a good talker. Like if if I was if he had a college class, I would I would want to care. I would yeah. I don't even care about math or anything. I just want to hear him talk <laughs> and teach me stuff. I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. That mm, Star Talk is great. I love H three podcast. And the CU podcast I relate to the most. That's my first podcast I got into. This is not even planned topic, but whatever. I'm going into it. Um, when I first started getting into retro collecting, I was like, oh, this is really cool. Because I got into it because I saw the Angry Video Game Nerds um, Nerd Room. Mm-hmm. It is this room with wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling video games. And it was magical to me. Because I never could get access to to uh, too many video games, and he like show like old games that were like, "Whoa, that's so weird. That's what it looked like back in the day. What is this?" And it, it just blew my mind, and that's how I got into it. Um. So I started uh, as time went on. Um, I watched an episode he did with Pat Contry, mm-hmm. who runs. Uh, he's one like he's a co-host of the uh, C podcast. And he's that podcast is about gaming, collecting games, and uh, essentially, if we are to like the paper, cardboard and paper, they are to uh, video games and retro games and stuff. Because once we're all the time with board games, and here we are in this episode, we're talking about a video game, and I, I feel like we're more of the paper and cardboard kind of kind of podcast. And I think. That's uh, I think that's good to have that variety. So yeah, if you're listening, check out the CU podcast and just bounce back and forth. And hey, you got like brother sister podcasts, maybe I don't know. I'm actually, I should actually find Pat and Cameo and just have him like, I'll pay him like twenty five bucks to like, <laughs> be like, wow, the value of the the, the Uncommon Gamers podcast is so good. You know, and just have him say be funny. I do terrible patent impression, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and his claim to fame, by the way. Um, so I'm not saying you have not going to gatekeep at all, but if anyone's allowed to have a podcast about collecting video games, it's him. He has a stupid amount of video games, like ridiculous, mm-hmm. like insane, and he also owns every Nintendo game ever made. Oh wow! 
at least released in North America. He owns every single every one. Every single one. Every single one. Oh my. And that includes like uh the Holy Grails, all the Holy Grails, um, Nintendo World Champion. Conquers for Bad Fur Day. That's N64. It's still the you said, Oh, you're talking about the Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. I thought you had this man had kind of like an insane collection of like Nintendo title. No. I, I wouldn't call Conquers Bad Fur Day a uh uh, like the Holy Grail, it's it's rare, but it's not super rare. I think it's just high in demand. It's a fun game. It's just high in demand, fun. And it's rare. It, it's rarer, but um, like for Ogre Battle sixty four, that game is way more rare. But people don't know what that game is. Um, the Holy Grail for the Nintendo sixty four is easily uh, fucking what's that game called? Uh, Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut. It's uh the most uh bootlegged, Bad illegally game. sold uh <laughs> game out from the N sixty four. Is and it it's, that bad? It's not a good game. But people try to cash it out. It's, oh, it's, I've, it's, I've seen cartridges of this game before. You, you I've seen uh sixty three and a third because it's supposed to be like oh yeah it's like not entirely Nintendo sixty four. Um, but so six, Clay Fighter 63 and a third is, so when Clay Fighter came out on the previous generation. Oh, I've seen, I've seen the, the, the sculptor cut one before. I'll hit you. Anyway. I swear I've seen that before. This, this title looks too weird to me. I've seen this title. You might have seen Clay Fighter, but not 63 and a third. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'll, I'll just stop this for now. I, we we uh, talked enough. We got we're good. We're good to go. <laughs> that seems a very abrupt ending, but uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We'll hopefully upload on a Wednesday as we try to do, but you know, holidays and everything, blah blah blah. And so we hope you guys have a good night or a good day, whatever. Have a good one. Bye bye.